joining me on this episode of the Free Thinker Podcast. On this episode, I want to bring you part two of a discussion I had with atheist Corey Markham and Alex Starr. For the bios, head on back and listen to part one, which you should have done anyways. Go do it. What are you still doing here? Go listen to part one. Okay. If you appreciate the content of the show, please consider partnering with us and becoming a sponsor either by Patreon or through the Podbean link in the blog. Also, if you like the show, why not head over to the Christus Victor Network and check out some of the other podcasts on tap there. So with that, enjoy the show. So, so when you're going to say this is this is where I, I kind of disagree. I, I understand that there's no one who speaks for you as an atheist, right? In the sense that you know there's no atheistic pope. Well, as a Protestant, I'm going to say, well, there's there's no there's no one who speaks for me either. Uh, you know, <laughs> William Lane Craig doesn't speak for me. I just happen to agree with him on a lot of things, but I disagree with him on a lot of things too. But when I when I look at that and I say, okay, but who are the atheists parroting? Right? Who are they getting their information from? Who are they getting their arguments from? Is it people like Graham Oppie and Thomas Nagel? Uh, is it people like Sean Carroll? No, it's people mm. like Bill Nye and Richard Dawkins and 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 Richard Carrier and, and this. Right. So if you're asking, well, there's maybe not a person who spoke for you, but who are the thought leaders of the movement? It appears to me that it's probably the worst examples uh, and and the most and the most problematic ones that that if I was still an atheist I would be like Tim O'Neill and I'd be ripping my hair out and saying guys grow up like stop using these people as your thought leaders um, but then at the same time there, there's so little criticism of them and I'm just wondering me, why that let is let me jump in real fast well, what, one thing I want to say you know regarding Dawkins is is, is, is sure that the man has as had a few bad ideas, but but as but as overall science is he's an amazing uh, biologist. He's he's a, he's, a, he's an incredible writer. And, I was going to say he's also a fantastic writer, right? I mean, I think Tyler, you could admit that too, even if you don't like his oh, report. Jesus. Yeah, I, I actually, a, so to be to be honest, I don't. I have never been that taken by Dawkins as a writer. But, well, let me put it this way. Oh, Tyler, your biases. Let me put it this way. When Dawkins is writing on something (laughs) that he knows something about, I think he's almost second to none. I I, I think his science writing, back when he writes on science. Yeah, we can all agree. That's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. You're right. But when he goes goes on to topics that he knows nothing about, I, I I find his thought is choppy. 
it's not it's not well thought out. It's really vague. It's hard to follow his argument. Well, are, aren't we so I, all? I have a hard time. Uh, aren't we all? I mean, I, I can say I've got topics that I'm certainly much more much more comfortable than others on. And when I'm when I'm in a place where I'm speaking on these topics, I'm not that well versed in. You know, I, I can say for myself, I can get pretty choppy but but setting aside the dawkins deal i think it's something something that's important to place in in perspective with the, the atheists that are speaking out is is if a if a person hasn't been in some of these areas as a long time atheist like I mean, let's keep in mind a few hundred years ago i could get burned alive by the religious leaders of the community for for saying that I don't think God exists, you know. Let, let's keep in mind. Uh, well, I'm, that. I'm actually I'm I'm just gonna so I'm gonna stop you just as a plug for um, my new friend Tim O'Neill and his his blog um, uh, History for Atheists. There's there's a really strong historical misunderstanding about things like the Inquisition and being burned alive for for unbelief. Kind of a revisionist myth. Uh, it, it's worked its way into uh, our overall historical wondering, but it's not really that accurate. So, uh, just, just you know, I'm just okay. Gonna I will, I will, I will stipulate yeah. to that, and I will suspend the being burned alive. <laughs> one thing I can say, one thing I can say, is that most 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 people in, in America, particularly in the, the 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 locale that I live in, Southern America. Are very very theistic, and and their theism is not just a convenient brand of thought here. I mean, it is like the center of their world. It's what makes their little baby's life meaningful. It's 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 where they're going to go when they die. They're going to go to this happy place. Their father in heaven's going to help them. It's how they stay off of alcohol. It's how they keep from cheating on their wife. It is like the adhesive that 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 puts all their life together. And I can tell you, when you when you scrutinize that by by me saying i don't share your view it is often perceived as an attack and i can tell you this it is it is it is quite often you will get beat up emotionally and verbally and sometimes physically for uh, for being an atheist and so a lot of times when these when these folks finally get together in groups they're empowered for the first time they're, you know they're they're like i said they're excited and, and i think that's one thing that and I guess it's something I keep coming back to is, is we're missing these human elements that really that really dictate so much of what human beings do. And and we're not just these 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 exclusively and singularly cerebral people, you know, that we have motivations in us and drives that 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 are not built on just being philosophically sound. And uh, and there again, you know, you're right in 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 retaliation to that i think it can create uh some unreasonableness but you know there's there's a lot of atheists out there myself included who have who have really uh you know had a hard run just being an atheist and and i damn i damn near just have to give up and not bring it up anywhere unless you know unless i I feel that the person i'm speaking to is an atheist or is certainly going to be friendly to it because i don't want to get attacked and just like tyler was talking about about the old lady in a grocery store you know we're looked at like we're less of of human beings and so there again when when we get it in groups and we're we're going to see these speakers or a famous uh guitarist or an actor like Johnny Depp we're just so damn excited to be around some other atheists and some famous atheists that you know 
uh, you know, we're, we're, we're tickled to death. Now, I will say, I don't know if Johnny Depp has been convicted beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury of his peers. Uh, if not, he's innocent of the crime until proven guilty, notwithstanding, uh, you know, the speculation. And I'm sure he, he wouldn't be the first speaker uh, with, uh, you know, some, some a cloud of mystery behind him to be in front of a group he rep- he's representing, religious uh, or no. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I said, look, I'm not saying he's guilty or not guilty. It's just the, 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 the double standard there uh, is very clear if that was, you know, William Lynn Craig. But I guess, I guess part of me wants to say, you know, it, it could come down to just – look, I grew up in a very blue state. I grew up in probably one of the bluest parts of the blue state. Uh, so I, I just can't – I have no frame of reference for any type of uh, intolerance coming from the religion. So, I mean actually on, on my end, um, kind of where, where, where I'm from, it's, it's almost the opposite. I mean if you're, if you're religious – uh, and you're, if you're, you know, you take your religion seriously, um, you're actually the one that's viewed as like, um, maybe I don't want to invite you over for dinner. So I'll there- give you, I'll give you a good example, real fast. Just imagine you talking to some strangers on the street and tell them that you used to struggle with pedophilism, but you're in recovery now. And imagine how they would look at you, and that would probably be something similar to what a lot of Tennesseans would look at me being right, an but, atheist. But my, but my point is, is that you know. That, that whether or not that's 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 true or false, you know, it's it's perception or not. If it's whatever, I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. My my question is, you know, if if I came up, you know, in a in a heavily blue area where come where you almost do come out as a religious uh, believer, um, or if I grew up in 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 one of the you know European nations that that's heavily secularized by now, and I and I came out, you know. It is is the is the camaraderie uh, and the support um, that I that I find in, in coming out is that enough to justify and to excuse saying well we can we can come out with some of the worst arguments against it right so so if I came out and I said look in order in order to to, to build a camaraderie we're we're now going to come out in in the San Francisco area and call non-believers you know uh, irreligious. Uh, or or irreligitards, and, and we're going to say that non-religion is is, is a, a delusion and, and a mental uh, illness, and, and should be cl- uh, classified as a mental health, you know, disorder. I'm not sure that putting the bandaid on it of of you know social utility um, is really all that helpful. Again, especially if this is the movement that that is ostensibly dedicated to reason and logic and evidence, and to and to not being you know. And to not being driven by by social utility and saying, look, uh, if something if something is is true, but but it's you know hurtful, then then it's still true. We should still say it. Like we should have we should have thick skin with regards to the truth. Now I know that in reality we're human, right? I, I'm not asking you know in reality why people do this. I, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to get to the, you know, where are the where are the prophets, so to speak? I mean, if, if you understand the, the Old Testament, the prophets were people that came out from Israel and said, uh, look, uh, this, is, this is the covenant that you've agreed to, and you're not keeping your end of the bargain, right? You're not keeping your end of the covenant. They were covenant lawyers, basically. Where are the, where are the atheistic prophets, so to speak, coming out and saying, look, you guys, you guys are selling a false bill of goods, uh, you, guys are, you guys are saying you're dedicated to, to reason and evidence and, and logic, 
and yet the people that you're supporting and buying and, and interviewing on your podcasts and, and you're, you're, you're sharing their blogs and you're sharing their memes and you're parroting their sound bites are some of the, some of the most – I mean in some cases are just flat out bigoted. But, it, but in a lot of cases are just you know they're, they're begging the question or they're making false generalizations or they're using bad history or you know, they're, they're, they're parroting long-known debunked uh, revisionist myths like the conflict thesis and, and like you – know, uh, I mean if you, if you watch Cosmos and you, and you listen to Jerry Coyne, I mean you would think all that the church did during the Middle, Eve, the Middle Eagle period – you know the quote unquote dark ages uh, was hunt down heretics, stop science, and and burn anyone who said that you know the the earth uh, wasn't the center of the universe, right? It's all just known historical nonsense, and yet it just gets a free pass, right? So where are the people coming out and saying, look, just stop it? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, okay, so, so let me let me just sort of go down this path with you for a little bit because I. Again, I, 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 if we if we kind of like put this in the context of just people in general, like why do people within movements kind of betray, betray the principles, you know, of of those of, of that movement and of the of the view that they're supposed to hold? Um, yeah, I, that's that's sort of a separate question. But maybe if I just grant that there's something unique to the the the. Uh, I, I just saying the movement just really irks me the wrong way, but I mean, I'll just say that for the sake of discussion. Um, assuming that there is some sort of unique problem within the movement of of non belief, uh, one possibility is that uh, you know the the demographics. The I think it's the younger demographics. You know, more often than not, that are. Um, people that are of non-belief and so i you know maybe it's a simple matter of maybe that's why you see more of this rude and ridiculous memes um you know that are that i because i i admit i've seen some memes where even even someone like myself who listens to the shows like uh, god awful movies and cognitive dissonance even you know someone who listens to that stuff i'm i'm pretty just mortified at, at some of these memes you know some of the some really disgusting stuff and it's just you know i i i that's maybe that's what it is i don't know maybe maybe there's just more old people are religious and more of the young people are non-religious and so that's the reason why we have all this silly stuff but tyler i have to admit i mean i i'm really trying to grant you that in order to because I, I don't know if that's really the case like i really don't I can imagine how from your perspective you know that it would seem like especially if a lot, a lot of the interaction you have is is online, like in Facebook and whatnot. But like, I take like the unbelievable Facebook, the the group page is sort of like a little experiment or a little example of this, right? In a nutshell, because it, what I see on that um, that Facebook page, and obviously I'm not sure how evenly it's distributed, you know, of theists and non-theists and so on. But you know, I, I see it; it's pretty much split down the down the middle. You know, like I. I'm continually amazed at both the rudeness and just the sheer absurdity of the of the things being said from people on both sides of the divide. And I can't. I certainly wouldn't suggest that it's like more. I I won't even. Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't even say that it's more often the case that the that the theists are the ones that are being ridiculous. Yeah. Because I I couldn't say that. I think it's <laughs> it's a little bit more even. I know. And I understand that. That's. You know, we want to get past that so we can get on to the specifics of your question. But I'm, I have to admit, I'm struggling with that first part. 
yeah, but, and but isn't, yeah. Isn't isn't the isn't but there's there's almost a sense where I'm going to say, well, the 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 problem is, directly arises precisely because, as I've said, the movement claims to be unique in its in its desire to follow reason and logic and evidence, right? So if, if so, let's say a Christian or a theist says something irrational, unevidenced, um, ridiculous, whatever, right? We never said we weren't. <laughs> well, well, go ahead. Go a, ahead go a lot, ahead. a lot do, and that, and that's the thing. So, so you know, I can look at it and I can call them to 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 you know be better. But like Christianity, the the purpose of it is is to follow Jesus, right? I mean that that that's the purpose of it. Now, implicit in that, I think, is that we should use just because uh, I I think truth matters and I think reason matters. We we should be reasonable and we should you know seek out um, uh, legitimate evidence, you know, depending on the claim, and we sh- you know we should we should do all that kind of stuff. But but the whole the whole movement of atheism. Uh, and I know you don't like the, the the term movement, but I think it I think it ticks off most of the categories. I mean, you 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 have you know uh, publishing movements, you have thought leaders, you have shared language, you have shared concept, you have meetings, you have groups. I mean, I, for it might be a loose association with the movement, but I, but I think it is the whole movement it's just thought, says thought, thought leader. Oh gosh, well, go go ahead, go ahead. The 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 whole movement itself is is ostensibly dedicated and 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 grounded and and. You know, propped up on logic and, and evidence and, and reason and, and such like that. So it postures itself in such a way that it makes this, I think, a unique problem for itself. If that makes sense. No, I, me, yeah, uh, perhaps let me, it does. Let me, let me jump in. One one thing to keep in mind is that you know there again the and I and I and I kind of irk with the whole movement thing too because atheist come in so many different sizes and shapes and positions and modalities and, and positions with things like philosophy or not, or uh, some of them are very scientifically educated and some of, some of them just like a good rant. Um, and, and, and so there again, I, we may have some people that happen to be leaders, but, but you know, we, we didn't, we didn't have an atheist election. I, I've looked on all my Facebook pages and they haven't sent me the secret election ballot of, of of the guys that are going to lead our movement so you know i think in the same respect it would be unfair to say that we have uh christian leaders that define the christian movement for all christians you know there just happens to be you know the joel osteens out there and the, the billy myers and you know well-known christian people who you know and, and some of these some of these well-known christian icons you know certainly uh left much to be desired you know, with with the way they live their life, and that doesn't mean that the Christian faith is therefore uh, less less valid. And another thing I'll say. Well, let uh, me let me parallel. just let me just back up that and address that. So again, I'm not trying to say that atheism is or isn't true or false or valid or invalid or anything like that's that's not that's not the point that that I'm trying to to make or, or ask about. Um, you know, and, and 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 I think I can legitimately say William Lane Craig is a thought leader. Sadly, Joel Austin is is a thought leader. Um, sadly, I think you know Ken Ham okay. is a is a thought. Le- I mean, a thought leader is just someone who their thought. Uh, a lot of people are captured by it and followed by it, uh, and they're you know they're they're all loosely associated. I, I think there is a Christian movement, and there's sub movements within the movement. It doesn't mean that we're all universal, right? So when I say that there's there's an atheistic movement. 
I don't mean that all atheists, you know, march lockstep with each other and agree on all things and that everyone has to love every single thing that their thought leaders say or, you know, they even assent to them being a thought leader. But but there there's 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 very clearly you know, since 2004, when when Sam Harris first published his book after 9/11, there's very clearly a movement. I mean, there's there's very clearly, you know, a rise, uh, uh, you know, a new iteration of atheism um, that that's that's progressing, that you know, that's developing its own, uh, you know, uh, lexology, its own terms. Um, there's there's a small mini you know publishing enterprise that's coming around. I I, I think we could mark out probably sociological uh, uh, commonalities. I mean I, I think it I think it very clearly is a movement. Um, but again I, I I'm not sure that critiquing the movement is the same thing as saying that therefore atheism is false or invalid. No, it's oh, not. sure, it's, it's not. It's not. Well, I, I'll say I'll say something else. You know, as as part of it you know, on that vein is. Is there again? We're, we're talking about humans. I mean, so let's 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 look at the Christian movement and, and draw a parallel. So one of the arguments, one of the issues we're discussing about is that the atheists bear a unique burden because they claim to be so reasonable. But aha, they're not being reasonable. Look at these thought leaders. Look at this movement. Uh, you know, polluted with unreasonable uh, acts, right? But in the same respect, Christians may not bear the burden of being reasonable. But they certainly bear upon themselves the burden of being loving and Christ-like. And, and, and I would argue that many, many Christians and many, many Christian leaders do a poor job of exuding loving and genuinely caring uh, ways of viewing themselves and the world and other people, uh, especially unbelievers and people that hold different views. So is it then that the, that the Christian doctrine... Uh, or even the Christian body is 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 an unloving people, or or, or, or you know, or, or does it go to a more human element? And and, and um, so yeah, I mean, sure, we might have a couple assholes out there that call themselves atheists and and they have a forum, but you know, they don't speak for me. And the ones and that there and there are enough atheists out there that are well known, that are affluent, that 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 are you know well read. Uh, who who do live exemplary lives, you know, men that that I respect and look up to, and and I'm sure Tyler, when you see the occasional idiot on a late night Christian channel who's got his doctrine all screwed up, you just keep flipping. Well, oh, it's not, it's not it's with, not occasional; it's it's frequent, and that's and that's actually the yeah. point, right? So it, I'm wondering, and, and Alex, you and I have talked about this. I'm wondering how much of this um, it is almost a function of the way that atheists have set up. Um, their belief system, right? So within within Christianity, um, we have set out doctrine, right? And and we've had th- there's there's almost a degree where I, I always find it ironic when atheists point out that there's all these different denominations and and you know theists can't agree with each other and you know all this kind of stuff because at one level. The differences in denominations and the difference, you know, these these theological uh, debates and, and, and everything that we've had, those are actually the act of self-criticism, right? Those those are the act of us getting together and saying, look, what what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what do we believe, what don't we believe? Right. If you if you fall outside the pale, you fall outside the pale, right? You're 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 too far astray, right? So we have. You know, we we've we've almost we've had two millennia to go through the course of, of, of refining 
the movement, so to speak, to say what's in bounds and out of bounds. And I actually think as of the 19th century and the rise of Christian liberalism, uh, the problem was that those boundaries became too porous. Um, that's, that's a whole different topic. But when you come to, when you come to atheism, um, when you come to atheists, because there's almost there, – there's and, and I'm sure you guys will cringe a little bit, but I think historically and, and philosophically this is accurate. Because there's been the redefinition of, of atheism to basically be synonymous with agnosticism, and it doesn't have any propositional value to it on, on, on paper, even though I think most do have propositional beliefs. All do actually. There, there's almost a sense where there's no possible boundary anymore, right? So there, there's there between agnosticism and atheism, and within atheism, right? So there, there's there's it's it's almost impossible to draw a line in the sand and say you're you're too far outside the bounds, right? Stop calling yourself an atheist or stop trying to speak for us or stop you know whatever. It's too far afoul, right? You don't have those features. But my question coming back is, well, you might not have doctrine you might not have you know uh centuries of of catechism uh, and and creedal statements but you've set boundaries for yourselves you you've said the laws of logic are a boundary you've said the right application of those uh, in a data set which is reason is a boundary you you've said science and the scientific method is a boundary and so you do have boundaries and yet at the same time there's no one policing the boundaries, so to speak. There, there's, there's no prophets, like I've said, right? So, so when you have people coming up and, and, and really engaging in pseudoscience and saying that religious belief is, is a mental illness, you, you have very few atheists who are going to come out and say, no, Peter Bogosian, you're an idiot. Like that's, that's, that's bad science. That's, that's not how psychology works, right? And the few that do... Uh, from within the movement, um, that that voice is normally championed by people outside the movement for obvious reasons. But the few that do um, are are really ostracized, right? They're not ostracized because they're saying bad science, and they're not ostracized because they're using bad reason. They're ostracized because they're not following the narrative, right? They're ostracized because almost almost because they dare to criticize the movement. Um, and I think that, that I think that's why that. that that for me and for a lot of people, it feels that that there's almost like a a high not a higher burden, but there's almost like a, a deeper irony when an atheist is is, is so ardently irrational um, and and not and unscientific or willing to support un, unscientific conclusions than when anyone else does it. Right? It's bad when anyone else does it, but if you're going to say, look, we are that's what we're dedicated to. Right, it produces like this deeper irony when you don't. I can certainly grant the special irony, you know, insofar that that you know that that is the case. I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I, I'm just I'm just curious. I think it'll help us sort of flesh out this this idea. Like, do you do you know of any specific examples of something like that happening? You know, of of an atheist sort of you know coming Artist, out and, 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 and no 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 I mean uh, of an atheist coming out and being like or criticizing criticizing another atheist and being like hey that's silly what that person just said that we shouldn't do that because that just makes us all look bad and then you know of them suffering as a result like do you are there yeah did that Tim O'Neill guy for instance yeah. he had that was that 
That's okay, cool. It, it happens I, I, I haven't listened to that episode yet, so but ha- please tell me about it. You should. So so Tim so Tim O'Neill. Um, I mean, he's he's like a card carrying member. Uh, I forget what skeptical. I think that's the Australian Skeptical Society. Like he pays his dues, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, when when he when he goes and he and he criticizes people for endorsing Jesus mythicism, right? Which is one of the just. I'm sorry, just one of the stupidest historical. I mean, it's it's literally almost as bad as, as denying the Holocaust or, or saying that the Earth is flat. I mean, it's just it has that much lack of any type of support or for saying, you know, Galileo was, you know, the church was just out there hunting down scientists and trying to, you know, push them down and Galileo got in trouble because he because he tried to say, you know, defend heliocentrism or uh, that, you know, Christians burned down the, you know, the great library of Alexandria. Right? All of these known historical revisionist myths that historians have debunked for over a hundred years, uh, ever since we've we've basically abandoned Draper and White he'll come out and he'll criticize these things and just say, look, here, here's better scholarship, right? No, people in the Middle Ages didn't think that the earth was flat. They just didn't. That, that's a historical... And he'll quote and he'll say, look, here's this person who said otherwise and here's this person who said otherwise and here's this person, right? But he'll be accused of being like a closet theist or a closet apologist. He even says that someone accused him uh, of, of being a secret covert employee for the Vatican, Right. I, I mean, well, this is the just, type just, of things that happen. I, I don't. Just real quick. I mean, like, just like. So you're. Are you saying that no one in antiquity believed the Earth was flat, or are you you're saying that the the people that wrote the Bible didn't think that? I, I just want to make sure you clarify that because I'm not sure what what you said there. But a whole, a whole different whole different conversation. But it, it's actually in reference to. Um, the kind of astrophysical views of the Middle Ages, specifically. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, all right, because I, you know, I, okay, just scratch that. It's not important. I just, I, so, you know, like. Real, real quick. I, I, I also, I, I, can I also say, Alex, just real quick, like, yeah, I don't. No, jump in there. You got it, buddy. Listen, I'm not a mythicist, okay? Um, I'm more of, like, the Bart Ehrman persuasion sort of sort of take on, on Jesus of Nazareth or Yeshua, whatever the heck we want to call him. Um, but I don't at all, I don't concede that mythicism, um, maybe in general it is, but just the, the general skepticism of the historicity of Jesus, I don't think that that is, is on par or equivalent to, say, Holocaust denialism. But I mean, that, that's, I guess this is just a subjective thing, and, I, and it's not that important to dwell on, but I just want to throw that out there real quick, because I, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't think that's really a fair com- comparison, and I think that that um, yeah, you clearly have very, you know, very powerful feelings about mythicists, and that for good reason. But, I don't, you know, go ahead, Alex. Um, please, please continue. I just wanted to say that really quick. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no problem. Well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, number one, you know, a great, a great deal of the the, the scientific field is 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 made up of uh, agnostics and atheists, and so. Um, you know, and I, I would say that atheism, on, on a whole, and 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 more and more broadly speaking, the scientific community. And by, I'm not saying that the scientific community is all atheist, and that uh, and that uh, the the atheism owns science. But but I, <clears throat> but it is quite common in the in the field of science for for them to be atheist, and it is quite common in the school of atheism for them to have scientific leanings. And I can say that school is 
you know, the, the core of science is self-pruning and, 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 and critical thinking and, and analyzing your ideas and, and overturning and debunking previous ones. You know, so, so I would say a, a lot of atheists for many, many years have participating in calling their own bullshit and, and overturning previous bad ideas. And then furthermore, I don't know how Corey got hooked up with all his atheist leaders, but all the ones I've seen, I saw debating. That's that's what they do when they speak. When you know when when they're on TV, they're oftentimes debating other theists. So they're subjecting themselves to the fire of of scrutiny and criticism very very often. I, I would say much more often than your typical theistic orator. You know, for example, I, I think guys like Dawkins and Hitchens got so well known is because they you know they were willing to get on the stage. And 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 spar with anybody that was willing to go with them, and and I think that's where they you know got a lot of their popularity from, and, and so and what I don't want to do is mischaracterize the atheistic movement as if it's uh, you know this 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 body to where we we don't scrutinize ourselves and we we don't question ourselves and we just blindly you know follow the the drum of uh, our thought leaders you know so to speak I think. I think we do have a, a heritage, atheist, a heritage of being, uh, uh, you know, of being critical, and, I, and I'm sure there are occasional examples to where you might have an atheist who's who's not or who says some BS like this, uh, you know, mythicism deal, but you know, but I, I don't think that those examples are are by any stretch of the imagination the uh, uh, the the standard, the the bar that that, that most atheists and, and atheistic thinking people. Yeah, see, uh, I, see, I just, to. I just ardently disagree because I think there's a difference between Dawkins coming out being critical of religion and Dawkins coming out being self-critical of his own epistemology, right? So when I, when I read Dawkins, uh, I, I don't, I don't read a guy who has ever um, had, likely ever had a self-critical thought about his own uh, views on religion. Um, I, well, I, I, I would just be when, when, when you read the God Delusion, I, I know it's wildly popular among atheists. It is one of probably the most sophomoric and shallow treatments and, and, and engagements with religious belief I, I have ever read in my life. Like, it is it is really really bad. I mean, you you it, it's it's someone who's clearly not familiar with the research, clearly not familiar with the the the, the scholarly literature on it. I mean, this is a guy that that didn't even realize um, that that he had Christian peers in the scientific community. Until after he published his book and came out and started getting in these dialogues, I mean, he didn't realize that there were actually creationists. He didn't. He didn't know uh, uh, what's his name. It's not not Roger Penrose, um, the astrophysicist who was. Uh, he's a ah darn it, uh, Polkinghorne. Not- he didn't know that John Polkinghorne was. You know that there were actually believers who 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 accepted and believed the Bible who were among his his elite faculty. Um, uh, at, at Oxford, so it, it's th- this is just it, this is a guy who just hasn't done uh, really any legitimate research or self-critical thought on on his views or engagement. It, it's just it's just shockingly bad, and th- th- this is the guy who so many people are, are reading and endorsing um, and 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 listening to. Well, just well, just real quick. I mean, I Richard Dawkins. So I, I think I'm sure I already told you this. I'm not sure if we talked about it really in detail uh, on our last talk. Um, but I mean, I certainly reading the God Delusion. That was that was the first book that I read that 
you know, really introduced me to this whole idea of, you know, being outspoken about the fact that you don't believe in God. And certainly, which yeah. kind of, certainly that presented me with the, the notion that there's actually arguments and there's evidence and reason behind this. And obviously, I think it goes without saying that I, I disagree with your overall evaluation of Dawkins' book. I mean, I certainly will grant to you that it's not a, an art, it's not like an article that you would submit to a, philosoph- a, you know, a philosophy journal. You know, it's very much philosophy, atheistic philosophy, if you will, one hundred and one. It's not a sort paper. It's not points. a paper I would submit to a freshman professor. <laughs> I mean, it's. It, I would. I, I, I would. I would allow it in like so my freshman high school. Hold, hold on, just well, just just real quick, hold on, Alex. So I, I, yeah. what what I was going to say is, I think again, Tyler, I think you're very you're a very intelligent person, but I, I do think often you let the your your scorn right and and which understandably your understandable scorn for this sort of fundamentalist um atheism i think you, you let it sort of poison the way you see uh people because I, I like obviously like dawkins like if you just looked at the god delusion perhaps i think that maybe you could you could you know grant your point but i would i would just point you and to any of the listeners to another talk on on you can find on youtube and it's i believe it's it's queerer than we can suppose it's a talk that richard dawkins gave it's a ted talk i believe um and i and i i i just challenge you to go watch that and then try to say after that that this is a man who hasn't considered you know the fact that he may be wrong about the stuff that he espouses and you know that i i really i challenge you to watch that and then try to say that he's not a man with any humility in him because i i don't know i think perhaps the problem is that he's so often you know pulled into these these heated exchanges where he you know he he doesn't have the time for nuance or you know maybe maybe it's just his emotions get the better of him you know i mean no, I mean, I mean, maybe that's like any other human being, you know. Well, but, the, but the truth is that you know, if you, I think, I think it's a, it's strong for you to just say that just this guy has no self scrutiny whatsoever, and he's never, you know. Again, I, I to each their own. But I, I had to add my two cents. There. I'm, a, I'm a fan of Dawkins. I, again, I, I wish he would stop tw- posting stuff on Twitter <laughs> because, gosh, um, but. I wish yeah, you would get I, out so, of the religion conversation altogether. But no, so, so I, Alex, I'll, I'll, Alex, I'll let you jump in here for a second. But let me just let me just respond to that. So yeah, two th- so two thoughts. Um, I, I have listened to that talk. I still think he's that bad. Um, I mean, th- this is this is a guy who who quotes uh, he, he in his book he quote and this is just a, this is just a simple example. He quotes a quote unquote professor. Uh, making a statement trying to defend Jesus mythicism, and he completely leaves out that this guy is a professor of German, right? No expertise whatsoever, right? This is the level of research that we're talking about. But the problem is, and, and this is this is where this is where you know I get that the book has certain utility, right? So so you you appreciate it because it opened your eyes to um, that there is legitimate questions about it. There's scientific challenges. There's someone saying, look, hey, there's there's arguments and evidence and reason against this, right? right. When I hear that, right? Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a put your put your foot in the other shoe, right? If someone were to come to you and say, um, look. You know, I became a Christian and I gave up all this evolutionary talk because I read a book by Ken Ham. And Ken Ham said, this is what evolution is. This is this is the best version of it. And he said, look, there's good arguments and evidence and reason on the other side. Are you going to say, well, well, I'm really glad you went to the experts. 
And well, I'm really to, glad to you're clear, reasonably engaged. To, no, and to be clear, I mean, I if I if it if it sounded like that, I, I retract it. I mean, I I didn't say, and I'm not saying that I became an atheist because I read the God Delusion. No, no, no. What I said, okay, okay. Well, just well, just okay. So just well, then, so that analogy, with all due respect, is is not a good analogy because that's that's what 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 you're suggesting in that case that well, you I, became let me, let me a Christian because no, no, no. Let me, okay, yeah, because that's because that's, that's not what happened. Let me clarify the analogy. But the the point is is that I don't think we should. Uh, you know, try to polish a diamond with crap. Um, there, <laughs> so, I get so that. Even if, even if Dawkins wants to um, reject religion and present atheism or, or secularism a, as the true alternative, there's almost a certain point where I'm going to say, "Well, look, we shouldn't endorse him if he does it with crap arguments." Um, there, which he does. I mean, the entire book is is just it's just. It's just tripe all the way through. I mean, it's just shallow and trivial and 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 misleading. Well, again, and, I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, again, I mean, and I would say, yeah, but I would say the that's same your, thing. Your opinion? No, you know, I would I say mean, I, it's well. I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, I I recommend it, anyone, <laughs> and I've quoted it a, a whole a whole bunch of times. Um, there there's a there's a, a book review called Lunging, Flailing, and Mispunching, um, which is a review of Dawkins' book, which basically says, look, if you know. Uh, Do- who's, who's reading, it reading by? Dawkins. It's by uh, Terry Eagleton. Um, who, who is Terry Eagleton? Is a professor. He's a, um, a literature and, and rhetoric professor uh, at I think at Oxford as well. Professor um, of literature at Oxford. Okay. And and, and he says, uh, look, you know, re- reading Dawkins on religion um, is like reading someone who says that they're going to give you you know a robust understanding of biology and then presents you what they found in a cursory reading of the British Book of Birds, right? It's just so shallow and and, and misleading that that he says it makes any first year theology student wince, right? There there you know it's it's not just my evaluation well, I, of it, but it would be yeah. it's, it's, to someone yeah. who to someone who knows it's it's like. It's like saying, look, I have, I have multiple PhD. I don't, but pretending. I have multiple PhDs in, in biology and zoology. I'm an evolutionary biologist. I, I, you know, I understand it all. And I'm going to recommend Ken Ham on evolution to you, who's saying that, that evolution is that man came from monkeys um, because it, it, it serves this higher utility to really bring you know, the topic to the forefront and he draws an audience and, and it's a good introduction to it, right? Part of me is going to say, well, no. I mean, I, I'm going to criticize my side as much as your side. If someone's recommending Ken Ham, I'm going to say you need to put it down and you actually do need to go read Richard Dawkins on you know, uh, Climbing Mountain Probable or Unweaving the Rainbow, right? Go read someone who's expert in it. And is presenting a popular, you know, a popularized distillment of it. Don't read a complete ideologue who's who's presenting really shallow and and misrepresentative, kind of ignorant versions of it because it serves a higher utility. Yeah, well, um, I, you know, what I think we should do, Tyler. I think you should have me on the show sometime just to talk about the God delusion. Aren't you on my show right now? <laughs> I'm having I mean, you on. We're talking like, about I mean, the God with, delusion. I mean, yeah. with that theme, alone, I mean, I would love to. Like, you could. Well, we can even have that review as the basis for it, because I, I really, I understand that it's not. Again, it's not something that you you would have a publish a, a journal and something that you say that you would publish. You would turn in as, even in a, a class, but still, I, I don't. I think your your critique of it isn't fair, and I don't. I don't think it's fair to simply point to one review from a professor of literature or, or and or rhetoric 
as the sort of justification for that. I mean, obviously, I could any book you put forward, I could I could put forth a review from a from a, a person of of at least similar equivalent capacities and qualifications, and I I don't think you would accept that. I mean, I you know, like I I, I grant you you, you had you had to come up with an example, and you did. So I I you know, kudos to that. But I don't. That's not enough for me, you know, just to just throw away the the book in its entirety as though it's just a complete waste yeah. of time. I, can say Corey, if I can jump in, you know, the God delusion played a, a really big role in my life, and and I can I can say, you know, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, now when it comes to the nature of prayer, and and an experience of a personal relationship with a God, uh, Richard Dawkins is an idiot in that small, narrowed, carved out area. But there are so many other areas where the man is an absolute genius. He's well spoken. He's educated. He knows what he's talking about. You know, when it comes to making... When it comes to religion, he doesn't. He he really doesn't. When it comes to religion, the Bible, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, it was... But that's the thing. He's not... He's not there to be good at religion. He's there because he's good at logic and he subjects religion. But let's go back. No, no, no. Let's go back. So remember we said. Remember we said broader framework. You wanted to tattoo it on yourself. Remember we said that part of being good, uh, good and reasonable, is coming to charitable and robust understandings of the best versions of the other side. And if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't come to charitable understandings, if he works with shallow, vapid strawmen, right, we can't say that he's actually good at applying reason to religion because he's well, not. The, that presumes that intellectual, intellectual charity is the exclusive determining factor on whether or not someone is logical. You know, someone let, – let's – you know, for instance – Taking away your keychain uh, where you had that, where you had that printed – yeah, thank you. So, so it may not be. It may be that he's not intellectually uncharitable. It may be that 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 religion as a whole strikes him as so ludicrous that he's that he's he's never given the the idea uh, any thought, you know, to to, re- but, to but really if, measure it. And, what and if someone instance, comes to me? There what are, if someone comes to me? Sorry, are, to, sorry to, there to, are to cut you of off. Thought. Hold on. What if someone comes to me? And and presents evolution, and I and I understand a really vapid. I, I misconstrue it because I because I think they're stupid. I misconstrue it, and I understand that that evolution is the view that you know a, a couple hundred years ago we evolved out of monkeys, um, and that monkeys are our cousin. And I say, well, that's just so ludicrous that from now on I'm going to reject it, uh, and and I'm going to and I'm going to call it stupid, and and I'm going to do it to a degree that I don't take the time to actually because I think it's stupid. Therefore, it's not worth my effort to study. So since I don't study it, I jump in that little echo chamber, and I keep thinking it's more stupid. And the more stupid I think it is, the less likely I'm to engage with actual robust versions of it, and down it, down it goes. I mean, at what point do we say, well, look, that person just isn't being reasonable then about that topic? Why? Put Again, put yourself in the other shoes. I, I, well, if this so was that's, the other that's side. Where I don't, that's where I don't disagree. That's where I don't disagree with you. I don't think Richard Dawkins is reasonable when it comes to the narrow topic of uh, most, most specifically a personal relationship with God. I, I can say I have uh, – I've I've watched him interview and talk about that and and his understanding of of how uh, a man to God relationship works is 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 quite sophomoric, you know. But I can say, but to but to then extend from that and say, therefore, uh, 
you know, because he's not intellectually charitable, you know, in his dealings with religion, he's therefore unreasonable, you know, is, is there again to really, uh, you know, underappreciate uh, a very thoughtful thinker, oh, a well, very I, thoughtful speaker and person and so, writer. So I'm yeah, not saying that he's again, unreasonable full I, stop. I, 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 I'm not saying that Richard Dawkins is unreasonable full stop. I, I'm not saying that he's unintelligent. Like I said, I would recommend well, anyone who wants to understand Well, you said that every page of The God Delusion was tripe. When I mean, he you, get, you, when you he made a sweeping condemnation of that book. The book itself is extremely bad. And yes, because the entire book is, is his treatment of religion. And yes, so when he's in that domain of religion, he is he is one of the most unreasonable people I've read on it. Over and over yeah. again throughout the book, but that doesn't mean that I think he is unreasonable. Like I said, I would recommend climbing out and probable. I would recommend other books where he's actually in his field of expertise. Can I, can I ask? Can I ask you a question, real quick? Sure. Do you do you think that um, atheism is rational? Well, it depends on what you. Well, and this is kind of a sneaky answer. It depends on what you mean by rational. Well, I I'm just saying. So part of your criticism is the is like for instance the the way that. I mean, the, the title of the book, right, is The God Delusion. Delusion defined somewhat broadly as irrational belief. And that seems to be one of one of your problems with the way that he sort of just, you know, talks about in his rhetoric, whether it's just his rhetoric or um, his general message that, you know, religious people are deluded, there are, i.e., that they're irrational. I'm just curious to know that I would I would guess... Uh, and certainly outside of the context of this conversation, if I just were to ask you in some other conversation that you think atheism is irrational and that atheists are ra- irrational. And so I'm not. So in, in other words, in that loose, strict sense, rather, of what he means, you think that we're deluded, too. And so maybe it's just a matter of you just wouldn't say that, I guess. But I, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, because, I think you probably would. No, because part of it. So, I, so yeah. I would say, in an ultimate sense, I do think um, atheism is irrational because I don't think it can account for laws of logic. Um, and I think in order to use laws of logic, it has to actually assume theism. Uh, this this gets into a whole different issue of, of presuppositionalism. Let me. But but let me answer directly your question, and that is that's one of rhetoric. I wouldn't say an atheist is deluded, right? Because to say someone is but you, deluded, but you, but you there's think, a certain. But you think that? Though, no, 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 no. Right? I don't because I don't think that someone just being a. I, I think there are lots of ways where I'm irrational. Right, I'm a human okay, being. Well, just, I have all kinds of just, rational just to be just to be clear, then this it may be not be important, but just to be clear, I mean Dawkins, his definition of of delusion in that book, what he's talking about is irrational belief. So I mean, you so like right, I, but, I know this this isn't that important, but like as far as that being a critique of Dawkins and his rhetoric, that's not one that you can launch because yet you well, think no, the it same is. thing. It you is may, because it's word choice. You, so you just so imagine use... I said that irrational was the same thing as being the most stupid, idiotic person ever alive. Right? That's just what – if I say most stupid, idiotic person ever alive, I mean irrational. So therefore I'm going to say atheists are the most stupid, uh, ignorant people alive. Right, and and I'm going to say, well, you know, if you think it's irrational, then you think someone is the most stupid, you know, ignorant person ever alive, right? We're going to say, well, no, because that that word choice has a certain rhetorical and emotional flavor and punch to it that I just wouldn't agree with. It ha- it has certain rhetorical value, has certain um, illocutionary intent that I just don't accept. Right, I agree with the concept of irrationality, yeah. but I wouldn't label it as delusion because delusion, we typically – it has a really negative uh, connotation Let to me. it where someone deluded, we think of just someone that should be in the madhouse almost. 
Well, go ahead, Alex, please go ahead. But just to be clear, I mean, that's just really just a semantical port here that we're getting at here because it's you think that people are deluded in the sense that he thinks that you're deluded. Or you, rather, let me say this better. You yeah, think that you, just, he, you, you think that use that word. You, right. You, you think that he's deluded in, this, yeah. in the precise way that he thinks that you're deluded. You just don't want to say that he's deluded. And so I, I, I get, I understand that in terms of, um, maybe that's one of the critiques of, a, of of the atheistic movement. Again, it sounds silly saying that, but is the, that our rhetoric is not very appealing? Certainly not to anyone that's you know that to, it's not conducive to getting people to listen to us. But, all, you but go ahead, Alex. It's go set ahead. in the backdrop yeah. of these are people who are going to say that mentally that, that people are well, mentally something. ill who have religious belief and are yeah, and, and, and that raising your children with religious belief is is akin to you know light molestation, right? So when you hear thing when you hear that type of rhetoric, no. So even so even though put I can say, well, cues, something is Alan. irrational, it's, it's illogical cues. or something, <laughs> right? it doesn't mean that, that, I'll, that I'll accept that type of rhetoric to go along with it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. I was going to say, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think one of the bigger, I think one of the bigger issues, Tyler, with the God delusion is that is, is it's kind of like if you were a tarot card person who professionally did tarot cards and you believed in them uh, and you and you were also an astrologist you know and you were big in the you know uh, uh libra and, and, and sagittarius and and all that if you were reading uh you know neil degrasse tyson write a book criticizing tarot card you'd be like oh my god he's getting it all wrong he doesn't even understand about the hangman and the and the third sign and all that and and the thing is, Richard Dawkins sees religion as every bit as as uh, credible as tarot card, as demons, boogeymen, trolls, leprechauns, unicorns. I mean, he so he he puts he puts religion on the same shelf as he does with all that stuff. And so, you know, given that, it's not so unfair that the man is not intellectually charitable to a uh, paradigm of thought that, that, that strikes him as so, uh, you know, uh, ludicrous. No, it is. It and, is. And the only That's reason- the problem. It is. If I was writing a book objecting to tarot cards and astrology, I would, before I criticized it, make sure that I accurately understood it. So it well, is. Okay. So, when, so when he misrepresents it, when he doesn't accurately understand it, when he doesn't do his research, when when he does when he does all this types of stuff. And by the way, it's not just religion. I mean, he gets history wrong, he gets philosophy wrong, he gets all kinds of things wrong. He actually gets. Well, okay. Even, even I mean, he's an evolutionary. He's an evolutionary biologist, right? I mean, right. so again, I. But, okay, keep but, going. But, but it, can I? But then again, so can I? Can I then say, okay, well, William Lane Craig can write a book on biology, and he can get it all wrong, and he, as long as he has a good rhetorical point, he can get it all wrong, and it's okay because he's not an evolutionary biologist; he's a philosopher. No, well, no, because I'm not saying that he everything is wrong. I'm just saying that it's 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 not far, it's not crazy at all to imagine that an evolutionary biologist that you know steps out of his domain and writes a book about such a thing would make those sort of errors. And, and again, I think that I'm not sure, I, I, I would imagine most books of that nature are going to have a whole host of errors and mistakes. And, you know, again, I don't, I, I, it seems to me that you, I could point to plenty of, of positive reviews of the God delusion and that is what you wouldn't accept that. You right. know, that's not enough. And, and we, we would and, have to really and, and examine his, his arguments and your responses to the arguments and, 
Uh, and, and again, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's as, as cut and dry as, as you make it out to be. And, and maybe this is just an impasse about the God douche. <laughs> We're not and get and I'll, I'll that. say this. On a, on a personal note with the God delusion, what that book did for me is it forced me to think critically about my religious thinking. It forced me to reevaluate the the grounds and the justifications that I was using, you know, for you know for my theism at, at that phase in my life, and uh, and and it, and it did do a good job. I mean, setting aside, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't get too caught up in the Jesus mythicist thing, and I didn't get I didn't get too caught up in his characterization of religion. What swept me away was his characterization of how logical and critical thinking operates. That's he does what it poorly. turned me on. Is it? But that's the point. I, well, that's, I, where I, I just, I, that's where I would well, just disagree. Right. I, I mean, I would just disagree. Tyler, that, that's, that's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you say something like atheism entails moral nihilism. And it's like, you say it so matter-of-factly because that's from your position, that's the case. But, like, it's it's almost like you just lose sight of the fact that that's not... That doesn't mean that that is the case no, because that, that you know that's your position. So it's like you think it's clear that you think that you know the entire book is just lacking of any sort of critical thinking or use of logic. But I we I don't grant that you know like I I don't I don't know like I I I, I guess we could just grant that you know and just for the sake of discussion. But it just it seems dishonest on, on my part we, we can go like through I, it but but anyone who has studied uh the bible philosophy theology history just it's it is just on almost every page rampant problems and again this goes back to alex i actually think you hit it on the head i think that he is that he thinks religion is so stupid that he doesn't think it's worth taking the time to study and because he doesn't he comes to these really vacuous kind of ignorant positions on it and so when he's engaging with it, sure, he might be engaging in critical thought, but he's engaging in, with, in, in critical thought on really superficial, really misleading caricatures. And so – and this is – you know, I want to come full circle and I want to bring it back, right? Because this is, this is my yeah, question, yeah. right? And, and so there's, there's actually – you know, I'm going to challenge both of you because I'm – you know, at the very beginning on one level, you're going to say, well, look, we should call out people, you know, for, for thinking irrationally. But when we come full circle to the end – Right when we come to, and, and I know you guys say you don't have thought leaders on this kind of stuff, but there's there's almost a sense, and I know you guys are going to hate it, but there's almost a sense where Dawkins <laughs> is untouchable to a degree. You might criticize his tweet, tweet, you know, Twitter account, but there's almost a point where where Dawkins is a golden child, right? Because he because he launched the movement, for, you know, into into the atmosphere. You know, Harris started it, but Dawkins is really the one that that launched it. Um, it was personally meaningful. It, it it impacted your lives, right? It did all this kind of stuff. But when someone comes along and criticizes the content of the book, right? This is a guy who endorses mythicism. This is a guy who who on, uses he, though? logic to undermine modal is logic. It, this is a guy is it, who, who hold on. Is it is it the case that he's a mythicist though? Is it like are you sure about that? I, I don't know if he affirms mythicism, but he definitely uses it as a criticism of the Bible. Like he alludes to it in the God delusion, because I, I don't recall that part. I mean, maybe he is, but keep going. But yeah. I just, but I'm not, I don't know if that is actually the case that that Dawkins is a mythicist, and I'm somewhat skeptical of that. But maybe. Yeah. But, so, but 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 this is, but there's a certain point where it's like, look, at what point do we just say, yeah, on religion, Dawkins is an idiot. Thanks for thanks for saying us, you know, think critically, 
But next time you want to engage with the religion, Dawkins, do your do your homework. Don't don't you know box straw men. Don't don't engage with these shallow, vapid. If you think it's stupid, then then stop talking about it. But if you want to engage on a reasonable level, do your homework. Come to a proper understanding because you know reason demands that we have charitable discussions. Uh, uh, you know, on some of the most robust versions, you can't say. You know, Christianity is wrong because look how stupid this really vapid, shallow discussion is. So Dawkins, next time you want to come to the table, do your homework and come prepared to the table. Right. So, you know, at at what level do you know, are we are we able to come full circle and say, you know, be a prophet, stand up and and critique even even the untouchables of the movement? Well, Well, uh, you know, one of the one of the things is, is that a lot of atheists, you know, share Dawkins' perspective of, of religion in classifying it as akin to belief in leprechauns. And so it's kind of like worrying about uh, a speaker not understanding the mating patterns and the defecating patterns of, of, of the leprechaun species. I mean, don't you know that every leprechaun always plays sorry after a good shit? It's like no, we, we don't give a crap because leprechauns don't exist, so I'm not going to spend much time microscopically analyzing details of the leprechaun lifestyle because I don't, I don't presume that the underlying premise is in fact true, so the rest of the extension and deep philosophical thought is just a bunch of mental masturbation. Now, I'm not saying I'm adopting that view. What I'm saying is, is that it's not a it's not a totally out of, you know, with it, within the atheist community, it's not out of left field for someone to class religious thinking on a par with, you know, with, like I said, someone who is very into the mating patterns of, of leprechauns. And, and there again, like leprechauns, I have not spent much time studying leprechauns. And if I was to write a book about mythical thinking, I wouldn't spend much time studying about the mating habits of leprechauns because I don't see any good evidence to presume that leprechauns in fact exist. So that that's where I, that's where my battleground is going to be. So the fact that Richard Dawkins doesn't understand transubstantiation or, or doesn't get you know uh, you know how the Holy Spirit intercedes uh, you know to the Father on our behalf, or the fact that he doesn't get the need for their uh, you know original sin and and Christ to wash that away through his sacrifice, the fact that all those are missed on Dawkins doesn't denigrate him in my mind because he doesn't presume that God ever in fact existed. So there's no need to, uh, you know, to take it further. And I don't know how far he takes the Jesus mythicist stuff. You know, like I said, like Tyler or like Corey, I don't remember reading a whole lot of that in his book. What I remember getting from the book, and it was years ago, probably eight years ago, nine years ago that I read it. What I remember getting from the book is that this is an extremely logical, well-read, you know, excellent writer who is good at making a strong case. And he forced me to, he really shook up you know, my modality of thinking. And he forced me to, for the first time, critically analyze, you know, my religious thought. And it it was a very, very effective book, you know, albeit it may have had some mistakes. I've not gone through it with a fine comb, but I, you know, I'm not going to go through something with a fine comb and and throw it all out if the, if the general substance is excellent. And I, and I would say that book, the general substance, it was an excellent 
life-changing book. And I think the reason, like I said, that Dawkins doesn't know much about religion is because he finds it to be ridiculous. Yeah, and that, so seems, that, seems, that I, seems like a crazy, just a crazy excuse to me. I, I mean, not to be, I, not to be I, I, could, I could feel you physically recoil when he said excellent. <laughs> yeah, well, no, <laughs> because, because again, going back to, I mean, there's, there's, there were so, Alex, I love you, but there were so many problems <laughs> with what you just said. I mean, there, there, there's, there's going back to, uh, he, he's well, you know, you claim he's well read. Sure. He might be well read on some stuff. He's not well read on religion. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to turn you back to the episode that I did called weapons of mass disambiguation, right? So someone who thinks that the existence of God and the existence of leprechauns are on par with each other is literally, and I made this example before, like someone who thinks that the sun and the golf ball are the same thing. Cause they're both roughly spherical. Uh, there, and, and to say that the overall thrust of the book was good, even though we got things like transubstantiation wrong, Missed the fact that his basic, I mean, he misses basic foundational issues within religion and Christianity on par with, and this is why I use the example, on par with someone like Ken Ham who would say, and I don't know if Ken Ham does, but I'm just using an example, on par with someone like Ken Ham making a whole book based on the understanding that evolution is that humans came from monkeys a couple hundred years ago and then trying to defend it by saying, well, because he thinks that it's so stupid that, that humans came from monkeys a hundred years ago, it doesn't matter that he doesn't know what color the 30th hair on the head of a second generation of a horse is, right? He can get that wrong because the overall thrust and understanding that he has of evolution is really what's at stake. But again, if the overall thrust and understanding is bad – and that's what leads him to these really ridiculous understanding or misunderstandings of more of the minutia of it. That's that's problematic turtles all the way down, right? I mean, that's that's you know that's going to be a problem I, no matter I, I what. I think the issue is is that his book wasn't a book about religion. I mean, it just had the word God on the front of it. the The book was about critical thinking and logic, and 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 it just so happened to use. You know, religion as the 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 fodder and the, the playing material, but the book wasn't wasn't a, wasn't about faith. It wasn't about religion. It, it was about how was, human beings not, can adopt stupid ideas. The exercise of the book was not logical. I mean, he and, and by the way, Dawkins owned words. Undermine you. He says the the central argument of the book was his argument from the for the improbability of the existence of God. He says that is the central thrust of his book. And the argument has been shown over and over again to be invalid, by the way. I mean, structurally invalid. It doesn't even matter if the premises are true, because the argument is invalid, right? And he says that is the central argument of the book. So if he, if, if he says that, we know that it's just structurally invalid. I'm, so, I'm sorry. We can't just give the book a free pass. And this is, this is why I wanted to have you guys on the show. I think this is a good example. It's like pulling teeth. I, I love you both, and I think you guys are both clear thinkers, but it's like pulling teeth to have either of you say, you know what, yeah, Dawkins gets his stuff on religion wrong, and the book you know, probably wasn't the best on that. Move on. He's great on biology, and we can have other conversations about religion from people who are actually in the know and well-studied. Well, let me, let, me, let me say something really quick. So the, first of all, like we really have come full circle because we managed – at one point to talk about my mother and then even talked about the defecation of leprechauns. And so I think that's, that's an accomplishment in itself. It and is a all, breadth all of left, topics. All, all that's left now is to talk about Donald Trump. And I'll, I'll, I await 
you, you know the, that topic uh, that proposal. So oh, I've, know, I, I voted for him three times already. You know, vote, oh, vote early, Lord. vote often. <laughs> good lord! I'm just kidding. I'd rather probably try. I'd rather probably burn my own hand than vote for that. So. Let me salvage a little bit of, of respect that you, you may have for me and say that um, I certainly don't think that, the, that his book is, is, you know, without error. I mean, I not only did I not like the, the argument, the center argument of the book, uh, that you like the argument of improbability, I thought that I just sort of, I don't know, when I read it, even at that point in my, my philosophical naivety as, as I was, uh, I... I kind of saw that it was that was that wasn't the best sort of argument. Again, for me, it was just the overall um, the overall the book itself. You know, just the way that it affected me uh, and the way that it uh, prompted me to you know be more outspoken about about the stuff. And it and more importantly, and I think maybe that's why it's an, this, it's an important book is because it it at least has the potential to push you on to further works that are more. Um, philosophically complex and it has more to it but I mean I you know I there I, I remember the book it, it didn't have for instance there was no mention of anything about the problem of evil you know like logical or gratuitous at least that I remember there, there wasn't any serious consideration of it you know there was no there was no mention of like the argument from hiddenness and there really wasn't any you know really like good formal arguments that he even put forward I mean so I I grant that, Tyler. Like, I, I don't want you to think that I'm just like, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know, and it's it's actually secretly pretty good. I just think that it's because of what it represents, it's just so easily dismissed by uh, by people such as yourself. And it, 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 you almost to the point where you lose sight of the fact that, again, I, I've said it several times now, but it's not, I'm telling you right now, I, it's not, you know, a, a, a philosophy article. Right, it's it's just a kind of a popularized um, version of the of the the really the really peripheral issues, you know, that that are going on here. And it's I I, I also have to disagree with Alex a little bit. I think I, I disagreed with the part about how you, you kind of said that you didn't think the book was about attacking religion because I kind of I if we if we just look at the word religion and take it as synonymous with belief in God. You know, then I think that the book was. That's kind of what. It, that's what I thought it was. I mean, that was kind of the whole. Well, the now MO. that I would agree. It was, it, okay, yeah, it was. A, the, maybe that's the problem. Is like different. religion and then theism. Yeah, yeah, then religion. Right. The, theism is about thinking. Religion I, I th- is a particular modality of thought. It's a, it's a highly yeah. specified and. Well, I think yeah, Tyler probably meant, you know, when he said religion, he. I think that's you know that's what he was referring to, and so you know that that is what that book was about. You know, like I mean, we, does, I think, does he get belief in God that wrong? Yes. I mean, is he, is he so off as to what belief in God entails? Not not a particular religion, but uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 I don't know that he does. He does. Well, he I don't know. I, Ask any religious he, person. He does. Well, then, oh, oh, that, well, yeah, okay. Well, if you well there you religion, go. I, I, I rescind. Yeah, yeah. You said it. You're a believer. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if there, there's done. a certain point where I'm going to say, look, if, if I'm saying, if if I'm saying uh, that that every that every um, that this is what Islam entails, and every single Muslim says, no, that's not it. <laughs> I'm going to look back and say, okay, maybe I'm getting something uh, not correct by what they actually mean. Maybe I should step back, listen, clarify, try to understand. Right? I mean, that, yeah, yeah. yeah Doc, Dawkins get Dawkins gets. 
Well, and, and by the way, I, I use religion on the same colloquial sense. I, I And I've said before, I don't even think religion, quote unquote, is, is it really that even adequate of a term? I even know what it means uh, in some degree. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Dawkins so misunderstands most of what he talks about in the book um, that, that I, yeah. I, I have a hard time taking him seriously at all. I think you secretly like him. I think he's your hero, and this That's is all a say. facade. I didn't want to bring it up. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> first. I, I, you know, I appreciate his work where he's an expertise. I just don't appreciate it when he steps oh, out. Yeah. And, and basically, and I and I will and I will I will say that I think he, uh, I, I think he misleads a lot of people because look, and this is where we're getting. But we can come back to the, the you know we can come back to the movement. Remember, the movement is ostensibly about critical thinking and reason and evidence, but functionally, they're just going to parrot whatever meme fits the narrative, right? That ever, you know, it, it, it's. I think it's largely an emotional thing um, from talking to people. I, I think there's almost, you know, this isn't YouTube, but there's there's a strong contrarian bent in the movement where it doesn't matter as long as it fits the narrative and I can be contrary and and stuff like that. Then then it's then it's all good. I think there's a lot of people who will read Richard Dawkins. Uh, take it on quote unquote blind faith, not do a lick of research, and that will just be their source of information. Um, so, and, so, and, and, I, and I think and to that I'll degree, it's really, really, I think it's really misleading um, to so many people. And I, and I also again think this is why you know, atheism, being you know the 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 movement dedicated to reason and, and argument, evidence, and so the, that that's why kind of the blind faith in in, in Richard Dawkins. Um, is more deeply ironic um, than than say you know a Catholic's adherence to what the Pope says, um, because in, in in one degree it's a, it's it's not it, you know I'm a Protestant I don't think it's ever acceptable to just blindly agree with the Pope says, uh, but but to one degree that's that's part of the system that they have is to believe what the Pope says, whereas when an atheist does it it that that's actually directly contrary to the system, or, or so what they say the system is. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, in so far that we do that, you're right. You're right. There's well, there, there's there's different brands of atheism too. There's there's different groundings. Uh, let me say this: not brands. There's different groundings. Not everybody becomes an atheist as a result of a course of reason. So some people get there because they're angry at God. They lost their granddaddy or their mom or their folks got divorced or they're angry because God won't show Himself. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they, they thought about, uh, you know, death. I mean, and people can start to get on a path of atheism for very bad reasons, just like people can get on, you know, paths of theism for very, uh, you know, bad reasons. I can say, you know, like I said, throughout my teenage years, uh, a lot of them I was, I was a skeptic, and then I became a believer for a number of years. And then, and then uh, you know, about seven or eight years ago when I adopted my current stance of atheism, it was on very, very different terms. And, and the route that I'd used to get there you know, was, was very varied. And, and there again, this, this whole thing of, of, well, I can't believe atheists are unreasonable when the very foundation of their dogma is reason. I mean, I, I, I again want to bring up the parallel that how many Christians – are unloving when the very foundation of their doctrine is love you know and and in fact not and not, and not only that Christians are might be unloving in their personal life sometimes different sects and schools and thought leaders of Christianity are openly 
I, I mean, willfully and passionately hateful towards, you know, uh, towards people and, and, and certain groups, homosexuals, you know, for, for example. And, and so to, uh, uh, you know, the, the fact that there are thought leaders of the atheistic movement that may be unreasonable at times is no worse than that there are thought leaders of the Christian movement that are unloving sometimes. And so, so why, why, is, why, is, why are the atheistic schools' flaws so much more egregious than, than what we see with, uh, you know, uh, the, theistic schools of thought. Well, I think I think it's it's more ironic, Tyler. Like I'll grant you that. Like it's it, there's definitely a special irony there. Like insofar that we claim you know to be centered and based off of reason. Like so, I I I, I have no problem with granting that. You know, like I so I want to I want to try to give give you something here, Thanks. Tyler. We we me, me and Alex seem to be disagreeing with you about everything on here. Uh, that's all right. I I figured except for Trump. Except for Trump, we I think we all agree on that. One. <laughs> uh, although we don't hey, agree probably on Trump's on, not that bad. Whoa, oh no! <laughs> oh gosh! Southern accent it makes its appearance. Hey, I, yeah, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything about stereotypes, but okay, you yeah, went there. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 good. I was a Bernie guy, so I, I'm you know I'm I'm kind of down. Anyway, I, we, I, think, that's, I think your approval for of Trump day. is is like directly related to your approval of NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> don't get don't get Tyler going on Bernie. That's don't, all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are correlation relationships between NASCAR lovers and Trump fans. I'm, I'm telling you, they've done some studies. I believe it. It's I'm pretty it's, sure. Pretty sure that Bernie is a Nazi. Because he's just so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. Well, I'm just gonna let that one go. <laughs> he's like you wish I would edit that out for you. I'm like, gonna wow. leave that in. That's gonna stay. I'm gonna put it you in know. the opening montage. Uh, all right, gentlemen. I, I do. I well, do he is a socialist. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much synonymous with Nazism. I mean, I think. Nat, I can't imagine a better bow to wrap this up, Tyler. I, th- I think that. I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> you, you, Atheists love Nazis. I think is the takeaway from this, right? Oh no, no, no! That's no, the wrap up for this. Oh, uh, gosh. all right, gentlemen. Uh, we we are we are now over two hours. We are officially out of time. But thank you so much for coming on uh, and joining Been us. A blast. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed the the conversation, and will I'm I'm sure I'll get a lot of. Uh, love and hate mail from this one from, from all sides. <laughs> yeah, hey, you need for, to, you need to put me. it up. You need to. Put, I know you said you've got these series you're doing. Just go ahead and slap it up there. Say, listen, here's a little treat for all my fans out there. They're sitting within a series, but I recently did it, and I thought you guys would love it. And you know what? I bet you'll get a good response from it. We, we, from Trump, we'll from Trump you. to leprechaun defecation. Uh, for real, yeah. uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. to you know, atheists saying that I that I think atheists should all just shut up and go home because I don't like Dawkins. To you know, all the, all the hate mail I'm going to get from Christians for ridiculing Ken Ham. So it's going to be a good time all around. Yeah, all right. you get beat on both ends. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, time. Tyler. All right, thank you guys. Yeah, so much Tyler, for thanks a bunch, buddy. Corey, have a great one. Yeah, nice meeting you, bud. All right, guys, rock and roll. Thank you again for joining me. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, commendations, or condemnations, please feel free to contact me by email at freethinkerpodcast at gmail.com. Visit the blog at freethinkerpodcast.blogspot.com or stop on by the Freethinker Podcast group page on Facebook. Stop by next time as we continue with our series on misogyny in the Bible. Good night and God bless.